We have been uh, uh, we were talking about winning, uh, and in the during the power station we talk about uh, what does it mean to live a winning lifestyle. But what does it mean to win, right? What does it mean to win? This morning we want to look at what does it mean to win. Who likes to win? Let me see your hands. Oh, <laughs> some of you don't like to win, right? Okay, I like to I like to be around you <laughs> because you don't like to win, so I always win. <laughs> It's not trick questions. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's really uh, sometimes we feel that it is so obvious, right? We want to win. Everybody wants to win. But you see, sometimes our desire of wanting to win can be, can, be, uh, can be motivated by all sorts of things. But whatever it is, the attitude of wanting to win must be evident in the way that we live our life. Right? Isn't it so? Right? If we, if we, you know that the uh, uh, athletic sports people who are competing in the, in, the, in the sport, they want to win, they will put effort into training, isn't it? They will put effort into training. And in um, whatever sport, whatever, whatever endeavor that we have undertaken, if we want to do well, it will be reflected in our attitude. We can say it, we want to win, but if it's not evident in our attitude, nah, I don't think so. Now, we all in the race of life, we in, in, in life, we, we, we need to put in effort. God wants you to finish the race in life. God wants you to finish what He has given to you. God wants you to finish running the race of life so that you can come on top in his purpose and his plan. Let's look at what, what Paul say. This is the scriptures that we have looked at. Um, yeah. And uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 to verse 23. Okay. Now let's read together. For though I'm free from all men, I will make myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews, I, become, I became as a Jew, and I, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, not being without law towards God, but under law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak, that I may win the, the weak. I have become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be partaker of it with you. Let me just stop there for a little while. This is something that we have been praying uh, through, that we've been talking about during the power station. Now, if you're not in power station, I really strongly encourage you to do that, right? Because what I'm saying here is just a, 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 a snapshot of what we have been praying, what we've been talking about. Uh, at power station. Nonetheless, I just want to quickly capture this. Paul saying that I, for the sake of winning uh, souls, I can become to all men. I, 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 I want to win children. I talk like children, isn't it? When you talk to children, uh, you cannot talk, you know, uh, touch says the Lord. You know, children, what are you talking about? You know? Right? And, uh, and when you talk to, when you talk to young people, you, we, 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 have, we have a different kind of language. Right? So, so Paul is saying exactly that. I am so determined, so focused on winning souls. 
it is reflected in the way I live my life. Right? For what? For gospel's sake. For the sake of gospel. That I may be partaker of it with you. Simply put, is that Paul is saying that to, be, to, be, to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's not enough to just believe in Jesus, uh, confess my sin, I'm going to heaven, that's it. No. To be part of the gospel, the blessing of the gospel, part of it is also to share it and to win others as we have been one for Christ. It is not complete until we start to win souls. Now let's just go on, right? Let's just go on reading the rest of the, of the scriptures. Do you not know? Then let's read together this one, right? Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one received the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Is it difficult to read? Let me just read it again. Let's read it again. I, I, there are so many of us here, but the, but the volume is like... Now let's read it again. Do you not know? Okay, uh, let's, let's, um, do you not know? let's read it together. Let's read out the word of God out loud. One, two, three. I run in such a way, run in such a way that you may obtain it. Run in such a way that, that you have, you aim to come on top of it. Run with such a way that you may obtain it. Paul is encouraging us and saying that in the race, only the one who, who, who uh, what he says, only, only one received the prize. So all of us are running, there's only one winner. So what do we do? We run as if that we are going to win. As if that we're going to win. The scriptures, now Paul put it in such a way that you run with attitude that we all know there's only one winner. But all of us run with that kind of attitude. I, I, I'm going to come on top of it. That is all that is important, Paul is basically saying. Paul is he's not, he's not saying that you better run, otherwise you'll be left out. No. He said you run with that kind of attitude. Right, and uh, and uh, and and and, it's, and he says that you know they, in 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 the in the in the world that we are living in, people compete for prices that are perishable, but we are competing for imperishable crown. The imperishable crowns is not reserved for one; it is reserved for all those who run and finish the race. Right, it is reserved for all who run and finish the race. Let me just go on. 
So there are, there are races of in 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 uh, 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 in our life that we that we need to run. First of all, we run the race of life that glorifies God. Paul said this in the scripture. It tells it talks about that there's a race called the race of life, the kind of race of life that is that, that to glorify God. In um, in Romans chapter three, verse twenty three to verse twenty four. Let's read together, huh? One, two, three. What does it mean to fall short of the glory of God? What does it mean, the word fall short? The word fall short means that you, are, you don't have a price. The, the word fall short, it is, it, is, it is a Greek word that used to describe you don't get to go up to the winner's podium in a race. And therefore, in, 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 uh, Paul, Paul uses the imagery of race uh, very often. He uses the imagery of race very often because he described mankind when we have sinned, we have fallen short of the glory of God. We don't get the prize. We don't get to go to the winner's podium. When we sin, we do not, we do not lift up the best that God has prepared for us. When we sin, we are fallen short of God's best ideal. God's best plan for our lives. Basically, that's what Paul is describing sin. It is not just, it's not, no, it's just not, we are not, don't reach the glory of God, but we, we, we are far away from what God has intended for us to be. And therefore, Paul, in his writing, you can, you can, you can, uh, you can look at his writing, he repeatedly used language like this, runner, run, compete, race, because in the, in, the life that, in the life that we are living in, in order to stay in godliness, it is a race. When we become Christians, we are not automatically become godly. When we read the Bible, it doesn't make us automatically godly. When we come to church, it doesn't make us automatically godly. But in the race of life, in the life that we are living in, there will be challenges, there will be obstacles, there will be forces that want to force us out from our pathway. Force us out from the life of righteousness. Temptation is all, all around. I don't need to explain this to all of us. It is around the street corners, you know, in, in the workplace, in the school, on social media, on internet, on the phone, iPad, everywhere. They are everywhere. And, 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 to, and to be able to stay out of sin, that we might not fall short of the glory of God, that we might, not be, we might not miss to stand on the podium and receive the crown of, crown of glory. It is a race. Paul described it as a race. You, 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 and he said he, he, so, so if we look at the, 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 the language that Paul used just now, right? In, in the verses that we have read, and, and he says that, you know, thus, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body, bring it into subjection. Like every sportsman you will know. Some of us say you play sports, you play competitive sports. And, 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 you, and you know, right? And, and you know. 
and, uh, and unless when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. We can preach the gospel. We can, we can do the work of the gospel. That is a personal race for, of life for godliness, for holiness that we must run. It is not automatic, my friends. It is not automatic. As long as we have breath, we have breath in this life, praise God, right? Praise God. We, are, we, are, we, 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 we can run. We can run this race. So, Run the race, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. The race that, that is away from sin towards holiness and godliness because that is the position that we can put ourselves in that we will, we, will, we, will, we will not miss the podium. We will not miss the prize-giving podium. Run the race with determination to finish the race. In this year, uh, at the uh, Southeast Asia game, I think some of you have heard about this. This Cambodian, this is Cambodian lady runner, 5,000 meters, right? Bo Samnang. Anybody heard of her? Bo Samnang? No? Okay, let's watch what Bo Samnang has done. She finished the race last. She refused to give up. You know, when the news of her finishing last, you know, she, she lost her father when well, is, uh, in only a few years back, 2018. And when she, the result came in, that she came in last, six minutes behind the gold medalist in the torrential rain. Why did she do it? When the news came out, the mother cried. Of course, you know that she was disappointed. But she finished the race. And because of that, you know, in a, in a, in a tremendous, amazing demonstration of the affirmation, the love of her father. Amazing. I kept watching this, I said that, Wow. Prime Minister Hun Sen and his wife, as you have seen, donated 10,000 US dollars out of their own personal uh, pocket to encourage perseverance, to affirm perseverance. She finished the race. She got a prize. From the father of the nation, surprisingly, Though her earthly father was no longer, is no longer with her, there was no promise. There was no prize to look forward to. You knew that you're going to finish last. She finished it nonetheless. How many of us were we able to say to ourselves that we will run this race of life? No matter how disappointing is it, how, how, how what kind of torrential rain is coming over our lives? knowing that the Father who has promised what He say in His words is faithful as true to His words, we will have the imperishable crown of glory. Would you run this race of faith? What is slowing you down? What is tempting you? 
What is pulling you away from God? What is pulling you away from loving Him? You say it's difficult. You don't understand, Canon. I understand. I'm a man too. Fresh and blood. Standing before you, as you can see. You punch me, I shout. You cut me, I scream. I know what it means. I know what it means to be difficult. I know what it means to have to, to, have to juggle the demands of, of life, of time. Emotional entanglement and sometimes the mundaneness of life. But finish the race. Finish the race, my dear friends. Secondly, run the race of your destiny. What do I mean by run the race of your destiny? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Let's read together, shall we? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. The, the race marked out for us. You know, this words here, the race marked out for us has been translated into different, different ways. Some versions say it is set before us. You know what this word marked out is? Destined for us. Destined for you and for me. There is only a race that we can run. Yeah, God has a purpose and plan to bless His people, to bless all of us and all the rest of it. But there's, oh, there's one thing there's one thing, there's one race that has been marked up, destined for us. That race with the track uh, is with your name on it. Nobody can run it for you. Nobody can run it for me. Only I can. I can run it. I can pray, God, you bless me this, la. God, you bless me that, la. you make life easy for me, la. you make this and that. God said, I will do all that, but now run. You need to run it. I need to run it. We need to step out and stop asking God to carry us to run. The scripture talks about running. Running, we need to use our own feet to run. I cannot hire somebody to run for me, can I? You know? Maybe Sean is a better runner. Run, run, run for me, you know? <laughs> I pay you. I pay handsomely. I, I, when I got the, the, the you know, let's, let's, let's strike this deal. When, when you run for me in my name, uh, I got the imperishable crown I share with you. One day I wear, the next day you wear. <laughs> does it work like that? You know it doesn't work like that. Sometimes we can look at life and say that life is not a bed of roses. Of course, right? life is not a bed of roses. It is a race. A race for our destiny. God has destined for... You no, know, some of us receive prophetic words in, in our lives. The church, we, our church receives prophetic words. It's not going to come automatically, my dear friends. This is not how, how the New Testament or, you know, they, this, uh, the, test, the, the, prof, the prophetic flow, the prophetic words of this time and age after, you know, after the Bible has already concluded all biblical prophecies, I mean, seal all biblical Prophecies, it is not how prophecy works. 
the Lord has given you a word and said that you will be like this, you will be like that, this is your end. It doesn't mean that you sit back and relax and do nothing. No, throughout the New Testament, throughout the, the writing of Paul's, run. We must run. We must put in effort. We want to win so. We must run to win. We want to enter into our destiny. Get up and run. And Paul says, therefore, we are surrounded for such a great crowd of weaknesses, weaknesses who are cheering us on, weaknesses who have encountered the goodness of God in their lives. They are a crowd of weaknesses, the saints who have gone before us, who sit in the heavenly places, in the place, in the position of authority. They are watching our lives and say, I cheer you on. What do we need to do in running? Let us throw off everything that hinders. Everything that hinders. Sometimes even good things that hinder us. Throw it off. If we don't throw off the good things, we do not get the best things in life. If we do not throw off the good things, we do not get the best, best things in life. A friend of mine who, was, uh, who wanted to be a doctor, he tried so hard. He was pretty good in, in biology and all that. He just couldn't get into the medical schools. So he, so, so he decided, if I can't get into medical school, I, I, I'll, I'll do the next best thing. He went on to America, he studied. He studied... Uh, what, what did he study? <laughs> oh, bio... Uh, 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 bioengineering, right? He studied, he got a PhD in America. Then with a PhD, he entered into medical school. Then we say that, you know, those days that uh, we're so far away, we don't have email and all that. So what were you thinking? You spent so much time studying a PhD. You're now in your 30s. Uh, you enter into medical school. Because I always wanted to be a medical doctor. He casts away everything that hinders. You know, once you get a PhD, you know, you've arrived, right? You, 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 are, you are recognized. You know, you, you, you just don't do a PhD. You know, no university just awards you a PhD if you don't have the substance. He got a PhD and went on to be a medical doctor. I said, that's what I want to do. You know, sometimes we need to throw off the good things that is before us in order to lay hold of what is best that God has prepared for us. What is your situation now? And the, and the sin that so easily entangles. If sin has been entangling us, as I say just now, that you know, we run the race of life, of holiness and godliness. There's so many temptations, so many kind of distractions. Yeah, it can easily entangle us. If we entangle us, we cannot run. Then let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. The race marked out for us. I want to encourage us. Let us run. Number three, run the race of faith and calling. Run the race of calling. Each one of us has a calling. Run the race of faith and calling. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. Let's read together. This is towards the end of uh, Paul's life, and this is what he said. Let's, uh, let's read one, two, three. I have fought the good fight. 
I finished the race. I kept the faith. Finally, there is laid out for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul was able to say, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I, I hope that we can all say, as, at, at, towards the end of our life, we say that I have finished my race. The race that is marked out for me, the race of destiny, my calling I have fulfilled. I have kept the faith. And there's only one that is laid out for me, the crown of righteousness. You see, all this talking about racing, Paul is speaking in the context of how sin has, has, has forced us out from what God has prepared for us. And when we become Christians, we are returning. We are, we, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are returning. We are returning to the origin. We are gravitating back to the purposes, to the plan of God. We are being gravitated. And that gravity of what God has prepared for what Christ has done for us requires us to put in effort and run. I'm not saying that we must work hard for our salvation. No, it has nothing to do with working hard for salvation. It has to do with this life, this life here. Between here and heaven. Between here we meet the Lord in, you know, in heaven, in, in, his, in, 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 his, in his glory, in our glory. Between now and then, this is an important time, very important time, very crucial time, very defining time in everyone's life. Jesus wants us to finish the race. He wants to finish it with us. Jesus wants to finish this race with us. We are not alone. We are not alone. Jesus wants to do that. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 to 3. Let's read together. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider him. That you will, that, that, that he, who has endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In the race of life for godliness, in the race of life for our destiny, for the race of life for our calling, there will be opposition, my dear friends. There will be opposition, not maybe openly, hostilely. But certainly there will be opposition from within us. The flesh will oppose us. The ideas, the suggestion from the devil will oppose us. It is part and parcel of the running of a race. You know, sometimes in, in church, we, 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 we want to help one another. We, we pray for people, we minister to people, we encourage you. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is this. 
I cannot run the race for you. The Chinese said, the feet is on your body. You need to run. I need to run. I've been greatly encouraged by many people in my life. They have run, they have formed, they have been a great encouragement to us as a church. This year as we celebrate uh, Father's Day, I remember what I did on last Father's Day. I remember we, we say thank you to the late Bishop Young. I remember the Lord, I was sitting there, the Lord just placed upon my heart. I was emotional because the Lord says this is the last Father's Day that he is going to spend. So I took the opportunity and I say thank you to a spiritual father who has shown us an example. I've worked a little bit closer with him as his chancellor and observed how, what kind of hardship opposition that he has, he has received. I've seen him broken down in tears because of the opposition. But I never saw him giving up. I never saw him being bitter or vengeful against anyone. I'm not talking about just breaking down tears when you're preaching. Broken down in tears in the meetings and beg for forgiveness. Not for what he has done, but rather the way that he has done it. Never apologetic for what he has done, why he has done it, but only how he did it. And it was, it was, uh, it was an example. And you know, Paul even said in First Corinthians chapter eleven, and he said that imitate me as I imitate Christ. Now Paul said it more than once. So now we look at words like this when 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 Paul said imitate me as I imitate Christ, as if very boasting, uh, very boastful. Uh. Look at me. You follow my example. Now what, what Paul is saying that is 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 this as I imitate Christ, what is this, this thing that he imitated Christ, that he repeatedly reflected and uh, you know, mentioned it in his writing, is that Christ has finished the race. So I will, and I have. Paul is simply saying this central theme in calling others to imitate him is this that run the race finish it as I would as I do and he say 2 Timothy and so did Christ he ran the race he didn't shy away from the cross can you imagine that Jesus saw the cross oh you're so difficult run away he gave up the race that mankind is doomed you and I will be doomed. But he didn't. He, did. he finished the race. I, I, I want to encourage us as we, as we spend this uh, Father's Day in 2023, 
let us consider the fathers in our life. And I say the Bosamnang did not do not have does not have an earthly father. But she was encouraged, she was affirmed by the father of the nation. God our Father will always father us. He is the father to the fatherless, is he not? That's why he say. He's a father to the fatherless. Regardless of how our earthly father has been, they have been great, they have been not so great, or they have been terrible. They may be present, they may be absent from, from our life, but God is never absent from our life. How does, how does the heart of the father look like? Another sportsman, 1992, this is a bit longer, Derek Redmond. Heard of, heard of him? Derek Redmond. Never heard of him. He's a record holder. 1992, Barcelona, Barcelona Olympics. Let's watch what happened to him. In the race that we are undertaking in life, the Lord will always give us a choice. Just like Derek Redmond Fathers ask him, you don't have to do this. But he said, I want to do this. God never forces us to run any race. He said it before us, right? He marked it out for us. To run is our choice. To run for me is my choice. But it's never a guarantee. It's going to be a smooth run. But that's our Heavenly Father. That is the love of the Father. He may say that I don't have a father like, you know, Derek Redmond. No, Bo, Bo, Bo Samnang didn't, doesn't have a father like that. But we all have a heavenly father, an everlasting father who will, who will run with us, who has set before us an example in Christ Jesus. He has finished the race. Only if you and I want to run the race, and, and the Lord say, I will run with you. We are surrounded by a crowd of weaknesses. Those who have gone before us, those who are in the heavenly places, who are in the position to have again the position in the presence of God. And we are all witnessed by all that. That's what the Father is all about. For all the fathers, let's run the race. Let's finish the race. You say it's hard. I shared with you before. If I knew the Lord is going to, you know, is going to be so challenging and so tough to serve Him, if I knew all the details on the beginning, I would probably say no. But the thing is this, that when I step out, to respond to his call to serve him. He didn't, he didn't make it easy. In fact, on the contrary, opposition came, not just from people, actually much less from people, but more from the circumstance or from within myself. And I needed to make that choice. Do I want to finish it? I made the choice 
and he came alongside. He came alongside. Was there pain? No, of course there was pain. But I was never alone. I was never alone. This is what a father is all about. You have children. You look at their struggle. You look at their struggle, look at the pain. It touches you. We look at our daughter. When she's not happy, it affects us. When she was so much affected, I flew over to the UK to be with her. Now, that's, that's a human father. But how much more is our heavenly father? Do you think that he's going to leave us alone? Do you think he could look at our pain, our disappointment, our struggle, and say that, yeah, that will make you strong? No, he will come right beside us and finish the race with us. I was glad when last year I did what I did uh, with Bip uh, Yong. At his deathbed, I was the last person, I, was, I conducted his last service in the hospital. We have a time of uh, praise and worship. He was in a coma. When I came, when my wife and I, Ving and I, we went into the, uh, the hospital room and they, and, they, and they told me, and they told him that I'm here. I, I took his hand. He was trying to say something, make great effort to make some sound. Couldn't, couldn't understand what he was talking. I know he was, he knew what I was, he knew I was there. So I say the same thing that I spoke to him at last year's Father's Day. And I say, you have fought a good fight. You have you have kept the faith. You have finished your race. I spoke those words in Second Timothy in his hearing. And I say to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Now I've conducted quite a few, not really a lot, huh? quite a few funerals. In funerals, we have obituary, right? In obituary, we also remember the good things of the departed. And some of the obituaries were so moving, just so moving, so precious, so from the heart. You know what is lacking in the obituary? Uh, the person is dead. He or she doesn't get to hear it. I, I, I want to encourage us, those of us who are fathers who are alive, don't wait until they are gone then we give an opportunity to say how we appreciate them without them having the benefit to hear it when they're still alive. With, with Bishop Young, I, 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 was, I was glad I was able to do that. I was able to, to, to step out in faith and do it. With my own father, of course, at, uh, at his funeral, I gave an opportunity of more than that. But in his lifetime, you don't need to write out, you know, nice things and then that. Today is Father's Day, so I reach your obituary. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I mean is this, that there are times that we don't say enough to appreciate our fathers. 
our heavenly Father, our spiritual fathers, and our earthly father. The one thing I always remember that I have opportunity to say to my dad was this. Sometimes he looked at me, he said, I'm so sorry, he said, I don't have any inheritance to pass on to you except for this house. I said, no. I said, you have been a successful. He would say, I'm not successful. He said, no, you are a successful dad. You were the single bread earner in the family. You, you raised three of us up and you put me through university. And at the time you retired, in those days, the government servant retired at 55 years old. At the point of you retire at 55 years old, you are debt-free. You are no burden to your children. In fact, you are still able to bless your children because you still rear chicken, you see. So we get to eat the best chickens in KK. But I would say that in Sabala. He said, I'll not let my children to eat chicken that is fed with all kinds of things, injection, all the rest of the hormone, all the rest of the things. Nor my grandchildren. He was, I said, you were able to do all that. How can you be a failure? How could you be? This is what I say to him. I said, no, no, Dad, you are, you are successful. You are no burden to your children. I was glad that I had the opportunity to say that to him. Not on a Father's Day, not, not necessary, but whenever there is an opportunity. My dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, especially brothers this, this morning, you, you, we want to see our next generation rise up. But we finished the race. We thought that we can say, like Paul say, to our next generation, imitate me. Can we say that? To our children, imitate me. Some parents say, hey, you don't look at, you, you, you do what I say, you don't, you don't do what I, what, what I do. You know, sometimes we, we, we say this to, to others, you do what I say, but you don't do what I do. But Paul is so confident, he says, imitate me because I run the race. I finished the race. I kept the faith. Imitate me. Men, let's finish the race. Let us not say, oh, I'm dead, high toy, If you don't finish your race, your high toy cannot rise up, Lord. If I don't finish my, my race well, I will not be an inspiration to the next generation. All of us are inspired by somebody in our lives. Let us be an inspiration to others as well. So I want to wish all fathers happy and blessed Father's Days. Let's run the race and let's finish it. Let's pray. Let us give thanks to the Lord.
for our Heavenly Father today. For He's always ready to be with us when we choose to run our race. Father, we thank you, the Lord, that you are the God who who's never far away from us. You're the reason why we can we can finish the race. You are our present, very present help in times of need. Father, I, I, I ask of you today as we celebrate Father's Day. We want to give all the glory to you. You are the source of our life. You are the source of our hope. Our destiny is in your hand. Our calling comes from you. You are the altar and the finisher of our faith. You are our righteousness. But yet, one thing that you require of us, that we will run our race, that you'll mark out for us. Father, I, I pray, O oh Lord, that today, on this day, not just the men, not just the fathers, but all your children here gather, that we will say we will run that race no matter how hard it is, because number one, the imperishable crown is guaranteed if we finish the race. Number two, you have promised us you will run with us. You will never leave us nor forsake us. Oh Lord, in your words, in, your, in the scriptures, you have promised us so many times, so many times. Do not worry. Do not be anxious about tomorrow. Look at the birds in the air. Look at the lilies in the, in, the, in the field. How you care for them. Lord, I thank you, O oh God, for your faithfulness towards us. Today, I pray, as we draw near to you, as we celebrate the love of the Heavenly Father, as we, as we, as we give thanks for your love, as we thank you for your love, the Lord will also be determined to run our race and finish it. Father, I just ask of you, as we, as we, as we run this race of life, that we want to run to you, we want to draw near to you. And ask you, O oh Lord, to, to sustain us, to support us, to embrace it with your love and your grace. 